This is the Rovers Review on Ocean FM and two weeks in, it's not a bad start for Sligo Rovers in the men's SSE Electricity League of Ireland Premier Division. Played two, one win, one draw, four points. Donald Ryan is in studio for the Rovers Review again this week. I think we'd have taken that, Donald, handy enough? Absolutely, yeah, Austin. I think uh, four points from a possible six out of your first two games. Um, is an extremely good return and no doubt Rovers fans are fairly happy at the moment You were in UCD Bowl on Friday night and you went as a punter not a journo what was the experience like? Yeah it was good it was good um, I'd never been to Belfield before so another nice to take another League of Ireland ground off the list um, I was really impressed with the crowd that was there although the majority of them were Rovers fans but there was still a, a good contingent there shouting for UCD um, there's been a lot made of uh, the attendances going up across the League of Ireland with it returning there over the last fortnight or so and to see a crowd of 716 in Belfield um, a ground that's known for usually being pretty quiet uh, was can only be positive and like I said although the, the most of them were Rovers fans I think it was a, a pretty good night out Yeah, that doesn't sound a huge figure but it's a big number for Belfield Absolutely, yeah um, I think there's a bit more of a push on now to try and get students that are in the college to kind of go to the games and support UCD like I said they're usually known for not having too many at their games with people making plenty of jokes about them only having one or two fans here or there so to see, like I said to see a crowd of 700 at the match and um, it was very good and they were certainly treated to an entertaining game to say the least Yeah we'll get to that in just a moment Your impression of the crowd was it how would you break it down between Dublin based Sligo Rover supporters and travelling support on Friday night? Um, well I reckon I saw a lot of people there that I'd see in the showgrounds on our, on our usual regular basis so a lot of people did make the journey up I think a lot of the good uh, the good um, attitude and momentum was carried over from the draw against Shams the week before. So uh, people were just kind of desperate to see Rovers doing well. Uh, the performance, um, I'm not sure if people would be happy with it or not, but there was a lot of hunger, a lot of desire from Rovers on the night. And um, yeah, people seemed very happy. And like I said, a lot of people travelled up. Okay. And if you missed the game on Friday night, it was eventful. Here's a reminder of what happened. So throw in now four Sligo Rovers in front of the stand here at the UCD Bowl will be taken by Reese Hutchinson the man on loan from Cheltenham Town gives it into Caelan Barlow who gives it out back to Caelan Clancy those two will know each other very well from playing with Declan Boyle's under 19 side last year Clancy plays a 1-2 with Luke McNicholas and Clancy gives it back all oh. played there from Clancy and a glipped in there from UCD player chance now for UCD but Pinecker can get the new account. Chance for UCD to the back of net for UCD. I'm open the score here. At the UCD ball. Four minutes and 25 seconds gone here at the UCD ball. And the students take the lead there. Here at the UCD ball. And a disastrous, disastrous opening for Sligo Rovers there, Mark. Took a bad first touch. Um, you know, he played a 1-2 there with Browning. And as the ball came back to him, you know, took a bad touch. Tried a little reverse pass to McNicholas. Played it short. Striker read it, pulls it back to Alex Nolan and it's a good finish, you know. And and 
like from from Rovers' point of view, there they're not going to change anything. They've started really well. It's just disappointing to concede a goal the way they did. So UCD lead here at the UCD Bowl. It is UCD one, Sligo Rovers nil. And now towards Barlow. Barlow towards Levac. Levac looking for the run there of Max Matt. Is he on site this time? Ciao. He is indeed. That's number for Max Matt. Yes. It's in to the back of the net for Max Matter. Max Matter scores his first goal of the season. UCD won. Sligo Rovers won. He's got his goal, Mark. Yeah, great ball down the side there by, we think it was Levac. My eyesight isn't great from here, but Levac down the side there. But look, at Bowden has to do better there on the cover. You don't let Max chop inside. It's an acute angle if you let him shoot on the right-hand side and you trust your goalkeeper. But by letting him cut inside there, you're allowing him have the, the whole goal to aim at there and, and he puts it away with a plumb. Um, you know, like he, he's been threatening that. He's playing on the last line of defence all the time. He's been caught offside three times so far, but he's got his rewards there. So Sligo Rovers equalise here at the UCD Bowl. There's 21 and a half minutes gone. It is UCD 1, Sligo Rovers 1. And Healy gives it out wide towards Ryan Bowden. And Bowden gives it 1-2 with his goalkeeper, Healy. And gives it out wide towards Donegal Town of Jack Keeney. Keeney is going to be harried there by Frank Levac. But it's only as far as Connor Behan. Behan looks to size up Nando Pinecar. Behan gives one look. Tens off for UCD. Check. It's into the back of the net for UCD. Then. They've taken the lead here at the UCD Bowl. Slugworth has cut apart here at the UCD Bowl. 48 minutes gone on the clock. It is UCD 2. Sligo Rovers 1, Mark Rossner. Yeah, long ball by Keeney over the top there. Running on was Bean. Gets a touch. Don't know what happened with Branagh Falk there and uh, Ina Clancy. But, um, you know, it wasn't on the cover for each other. In doing so, he gets the ball down. Plays, plays a little square pass in. And Bishop again, you know, like he's he's at the front there, set up the first goal and he's got the second one and it's not the start the Rovers would have wanted. So here at the UCD Bowl, it is UCD 2, Sligo Rovers 1. Now transform Mata, breaks into the box only as far as Hartman. Hartman, with a skill there from the German. Hartman breaks into the box and ball, it is indeed. It is a penalty kick for Sligo Rovers. Fabrice Hartman broke into the box there and a handball off a UC defender and on 66 minutes here at UCD Bowl we have a penalty for Sligo Rovers and we'll see who steps up this one and your striker there Max is after grabbing it straight away but wonderful play by Hartman there drives on the inside unfortunately with the letter the law the way it is you can see that the closing defender his arm is away from his body and as I said earlier in the game my eyesight isn't great and I could see it was a handball from here so Max Matter now against Lorcan Healy. As far as I'm aware, Healy did save one last week against Dundalk. But it is Matter against Healy. Healy against Matter. Here at UCD Ball. UCD 2 slug over one now. Max Matter. It's into the back of the net to Max Matter. That's the second goal of the game for Max Matter. The second for Slugger Rovers. It is UCD 2. Slugger Rovers 2. Mark Rossiter. Yeah, and look at as we said, if they move the ball a little bit quicker there, Fabrice drives in, wins the penalty. You'd expect your striker to score. Max does really well. And in the little bits and pieces that he's had in this game with the ball, he's done really, really well. Very good defensively in the box, four overs. And attacking, he's a threat. He's a very big threat. Playing with confidence, second goal. Wonderful. So here at the UCD ball, it is UCD 2, Sligo Rovers 2. And now towards Browning back to Pineacker Browning takes a touch looks for an option out to Fitzgerald nice. great for the play now Reese Hutchinson it's Hutchinson fouled 
indeed he is it's a penalty kick for Sligo Rovers their second penalty of the game as we are into the last 10 minutes or so of normal time and a penalty for Sligo Rovers their second penalty of the game and a chance for Max Matic to get his hat-trick mark yeah and I'm assuming that's Gallagher there at right back because you know we can't see a number here but you can see a distinct arm come out Reese Hutchinson coming from where he's come knows that any kind of clip there he's going to go down but look at it it's, it's a little quick you know a little quick ball inside plays in Reese on the third man running joy penalty and you'd be hoping that he manages to put this away because in fairness with the lack of ball that he's had all evening it's been very dangerous he's done really well and and to be fair he's, he's probably been the one shining light for, for Rovers tonight so Max Matter now chance to get his hat trick he's facing Lorcan Healy from the penalty spot for the second time this evening you see two Stiger Rovers too Matter against Healy Matter it's into the back of the net straight down the middle from Max Matter that's a hat-trick for Max Matter. Slug Rovers take the lead for the first time this evening at the UCD Bowl. It is UCD 2, Sligo Rovers 3, Mark Rossiter. Yeah, and with another 12-odd minutes to go, including injury time, you know, I'd, I'd still be looking for Rovers to press on. You know, don't be sitting back now looking to defend a 3-2. You have to be looking at going at the, at the start of the season on paper. UCD are favourites to go down. Sligo need to go out there now and home, like, control the rest of the game. Don't allow any chances that they may concede because for the lion's share of the game, albeit that they weren't, you know, able to break them down for large periods, they more 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 often than not have controlled the game. So I'd be, I'd be hopeful that they're able to see out the game quite comfortably from here. So 82 minutes gone here at the UCD Bowl. It is UCD 2, Sligo Rovers 3. Hattrick, a hattrick from Max Mata. Has a sizable Sligo Rovers support here. Have found their voice. And uh, Clancy now out towards Pineacre with the captain's arm one since the substitution of Buzzer. And that's it. That is the full-time whistle. Our first three points of the League of Ireland Premier Division Season 4, Sligo Rovers. The voices of Ronan Flanagan and Mark Rossiter describing the action on Friday night on Ocean FM. Aidan Keena. Never heard of him, Donald Ryan. Uh, not sure about that one yet, Austin. But uh, yeah, certainly a classic centre-forward performance from Max Matta on Friday night. He had a job to stay on side in the first half. He was in a couple of times, but the linesman denied him. He even had the ball in the net at one stage in the first half before... Uh, before he sco- scored the one that was uh, wasn't ruled out, so he could he could have had four or five um, with all the chances that he was creating. He was making hay getting in behind the UCD centre backs there. Like I said, he if he could stay on side in the first half, he could have had a couple more. And with the amount of penalties he got in the second half, he'd be delighted to get to have put three three goals away on Friday night. I suppose in the absence of Ma- of uh, Aidan Keena, we are looking to the existing strikers who's going to do the heavy lifting in inverted commas we have our Faroe signing who's showing some positive indications but he's going to need time to get to used to Ireland his new teammates the culture of the place before we can really see properly what he can offer but Max Mata is a seasoned Rovers man now he's been around the block he knows what's there and maybe he might blossom a bit further because he is going to be maybe he, he, do you think he's a guy who will like that sort of added responsibility I'd say so to be honest like he just he just looks like he's just enjoying his football at the moment um, he, he was very good against Shamrock Rovers as well and I reckon with the couple of chances that he had against Shams there 
uh, last week against a, a keeper that probably isn't as good as Alan Manis. He probably puts one or two of those away. Um, did well to get a hat-trick there on Friday night, as I said, and especially when he had to take a second penalty. Um, I'm sure we'll we'll hear from him on that in a couple of minutes. But um, you know, stepping up to take a penalty after scoring the first one is a, a tricky job because it, there's this, the whole psychological effect of it and often it's it's harder to score the second one than it is to score the first one so he did really well to bag three goals on Friday night Well here is the hat-trick man speaking to Ronan Flanagan and Jessica Farry Very happy I mean most importantly we won the game uh, we made it difficult UCD are a dangerous side especially on the counter-attack and we knew that coming in and we, we still got punished um, but fortunately the football gods were on our side and we lucky enough to take three points when that first penalty was awarded you were straight up grabbed it no one else yeah. got a chance it was yours definitely you wanted to make sure you got on the score sheet again yeah definitely um, I think it's important that strikers want to score goals and that's what I want to do so I mean I was uh, happy as, as soon as the the penalty was called I, I thought yeah I'll grab the ball and concentrate on putting the ball in the net Obviously, like strikers, rightly or wrongly, are, are judged on the amount of goals they score, and I know it's more complicated than that. But yeah. people talk about how many goals you score per season and all that. So to get yeah. three in the second game of the season is a huge positive for you and a huge confidence-wise too, because you know everyone's talked about how Aidan Keena is gone and, and yeah. you're the main man now. So, yeah, yeah. so to kind of have that under your belt already is huge. Yeah, definitely, it's massive. Um, <laughs> it's it's a confidence boost for sure. Um, always happy to score goals and scoring three doesn't really happen every week so I mean extremely happy about that for sure In terms of the season so far it's two games four points it's a good start Yeah it's a good start I mean um, seasons it's very long um, and it's just two games so far so I mean we recover well tonight and then uh, pretty much review the game uh, come Sunday and then get ready to play Drogheda away. Two games as well next weekend. I know I spoke yeah. to you before and you spoke about how hectic yeah, you yeah, found yeah. the league. I mean, it's coming. games are coming thick and fast already. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're right into it. So, um, I mean, as long as we, uh, we're fit, uh, we're healthy. So as long as we just keep our heads screwed on and focus on uh, performing well every game that comes around, then I think that's all we can do really. And is that a first career hat-trick for yourself? Uh, not a first, um, but first in Ireland, yeah. And can I ask about the penalties? Penalties. You scored the first one, I suppose. How how psychologically difficult is the second one? You know, do you think, should I go the same way, should I not go the same way? I suppose from your own point of view, is it is it more difficult than the first time around? Um, I think every penalty has its own difficulties. Um, each penalty is different as well. So, I mean, I just take it as it comes, to be honest, and focus on hitting the ball well and trying to hit the back of the net, really. Yeah. Max Mata, the hat trick man on Friday night at UCD Bowl. So, that was the good by all reports. And from listening to Friday night's commentary on the radio, Reese Hutchinson had another impressive 90 plus minutes. He's only on loan, but he seems to be the real deal. Yeah, he's he looks quality, Austin. To be honest, um, he was ver- the first time I saw him was in the preseason friendly against Wexford there a couple of weeks ago, and um, he was definitely one of the standouts for Rovers that night. Anyway, Wexford did beat us in the showgrounds that night, and you know it's kind of hard to take anything from that. But seeing the way that he threw himself into the game against Shams and really kind of took the game by the scruff of the neck, 
on Friday night as well. I was really impressed with how attacking he is, but he's really like for a fullback, for an attack-minded fullback. Obviously, your your first and foremost job is defending, and he's excellent at that as well. He's really good dropping back and doing the dirty work when it had to be done. But he he's really is he really can be considered an extra attacking option because the amount of space he was finding on the left hand side all night in Belfield was astonishing. And he did really well. Was causing trouble. Won one of the penalties as well. Now there's, I know there was a bit of debate about whether he even made it into the box or not. But the fact that he got up there in the first place to create those chances and he's getting balls into the box all the time. He's really quickly becoming a fan's favorite here. Okay, so that's the good. What was the less good? Because you mentioned in your opening remarks that there were mixed views amongst the travelling Rovers support about what sort of performance this was from Sligo Rovers. It was more about the result rather than the performance. What do you mean by that? Um, I suppose the, Rona mentioned it in his commentary as well. That patience was the name of the game. There was a lot like Rovers controlled the game from start to finish. There was no doubt about that. But some of the play was just you know a lot of uh, there was a lot of passes being played around the back and long balls trying to find from one fullback to a winger or vice versa um, Luke McNicholas saw an awful lot of the ball probably a bit more than he should have um, when he wasn't do- when he wasn't defending but um, a lot of the play just being knocked around the back and I suppose it's a good thing when you're trying to be patient and be solid in your build up play and just kind of strike when the moment is right but um, I'm not sure if too many of the fans were too happy with the amount of ball that the centre backs were playing back and forth to each other on Friday night Okay so I know some people felt Rovers passing at times was a little bit slow and ponderous against Shamrock Rovers that they'd like the tempo to be quicker did you see a quicker tempo or was it about just retaining possession keeping the ball What it seemed it, it did seem to be a bit more like that Austin just kind of keeping possession making sure that you know everyone was doing everything right and just kind of waiting for the right break and as you said ponderous is probably a good way to sum it up um, you know just taking it really slow just kind of as I said waiting to strike at the right moment but I suppose trying to carve out those moments can be a bit few and far between if you're lulling on the ball for a bit too long uh, and Look at and you know again the caveat we give here is it's going to take a few weeks for these guys to gel and get to know each other um, how is the midfield shaping up to you? Um, it'd probably be the area that I'd be most concerned about to be honest Austin because Niall Morhan is still a big loss now he did come on for the last couple of minutes and I think they're just kind of missing that little bit of tenacity that little spark just to kind of transition the ball a bit better from defence to attack through the middle like I said there was a lot of play out wide and there was a lot of play from playing it out and trying to build it out from the back and I reckon if Rovers are trying to play a style where they're going to be playing out from the back an awful lot like that you need someone in the middle who can kind of turn the, bo- turn the ball over a lot quicker and just move it from defence to attack a bit quicker rather than sending long balls over the top all the time for centre forwards and wingers to chase Friday night it's Drogheda on the road again who took a point off Shamrock Rovers on Friday night so it's again it's only two games but early indications that maybe this might not be quite the straightforward league we, we suspected it might be no no and Drogheda have been slippery for Rovers in the past as have UCD um, you know, any time Drogheda were in the showgrounds last year, they didn't make it easy for Rovers at all. But um, I reckon that there's this huge swell of momentum behind Rovers at the moment. They'll be going into this in good spirits. Mood will be good in the camp. Great buzz around the fans as well. I'm sure there'll be another good crowd in Weavers Park, as it's called now, in Drogheda. Um, so, yeah, no doubt that uh, the momentum will be with Sligo Rovers and they'll be looking to get another win there this coming Friday. But it, pro- like, it probably won't be easy. There, like You can say it how many times you want. There's no easy games in the League of Ireland, really. P- Teams take points off each other all the time. I'm sure Shamrock Rovers weren't expecting to come away with just a single point. 
against Strahada last Friday night. So it won't be like it won't be straightforward because nothing nothing ever is in the League of Ireland. But uh, I think Rovers will fancy themselves for this one. Right. Well, two games in. Let's get the Rovers manager's assessment. Here's John Russell. We made hard work of it. Um, you know, I thought we actually started the game really well. The first minute or two, created a chance, mm. nearly scored, and then you you concede a, a really poor goal. Um, but in fairness to the group, they were patient, um, kept working the working the ball, and um, you know, in the half time, we're coming in, you're thinking, right, we can up the gears here. But then to give way, the second goal was awful from our, our point of view. It's a long ball played in, and we have to defend that better. But in fairness, second week in a row, with the lads come off the bench, made an impact. We create a lot of chances and. Delighted that we uh, managed to get the win. Max with a hat trick as well. That's a good start to the season. Brilliant. For him. Yeah, delighted from him. He's worked hard in pre-season and he showed really good signs last week. And you know tonight, I know it's two penalties, but there was a lot of balls coming in the box and he was a real handful again. Stefan and Fabrice were both really good when they came off the bench as well. They did make a difference, as you said. Yeah, they did, and it was the same last weekend. Um, you know, even late on, Carlos Sullivan and Danny Lafferty came in and. and combined to set up the, the corner for the, the equaliser so it's important you know this year that we're getting that contribution from the players off the bench you know it's a difficult job for me you know I want headaches to pick the 11 but you know it's a squad game and you know again we've shown our strength and depth tonight and um, it's a difficult venue to, to come away but we're delighted to get three points Can I ask you about Max um, John uh, in the absence of Aiden, it was important that you, you have a striker who's going to get goals for you and his confidence will be Sky high after tonight. Yeah, it's it's crucial for your centre forwards and attacking players to be getting goals and, and for him to get a hat trick tonight, a second game into the season, it'll really, really kick him on and um we all know the, the ability that Max has. We saw him last year and in fairness when when I took over himself and Aidan Keane had played an awful lot together and it was only when we got to Europe when we had to kind of go to three midfielders and, and Max missed out and, and, and Aidan look he was, for me he's the best player in the league last year but Max kind of took that back seat and it was difficult he wasn't playing regularly um, where this year now he's getting that run and you know I have full faith in him and delighted he got the three goals tonight The first goal he had a bit of work to do with lovely finish and two emphatically taken penalties Yeah it was and, and that's it there's pressure on those penalty kicks because you're, you're behind each time and um, you know for him to step up and even the the last penalty is always a tricky one um, you know the keeper's thinking he's going to go the same way and look he stepped up and, and um, yeah it was a great finish and you mentioned selection headaches there I suppose how important is is it to have a, a big squad oh it's it's massive in this league you know anyone who does well at uh, challenges at the top and getting to cup finals and all that you have to you have to have a strength and depth and you know that was a key thing for us in the off season that we needed to recruit and, and bring in good players and good people into the club and you know for me it's a work in progress um, we've shown good signs tonight from attack and play good patterns that we worked on but then defensively I thought UCD caused the problems on the counter you know, there was times where we, we didn't keep the ball on one side of the pitch they were able to get out and we looked vulnerable at times and, and we had to rely on Luke once or twice he made some big saves you know, and, and that's important um, you, know, you need your keeper to, to step up in, in those moments and, and he did and you mentioned patience I suppose is patience a, a key element to the way you're looking for the side to play yeah, I want us to be patient because you know it's movement ahead of the ball uh, for the players on the ball, but you need to still move move with speed of play. And um, at times we did it really well tonight, and you know other times, as I said, we got caught in the counter. Um, but look, the objective for us tonight was to get three points. It's a difficult place to come to. The UCD were very good last week against Dundalk. A lot of teams will, will drop points here, so we're happy to be going down the road with three. And it's four points out of six, I suppose. It's a it's an unbeaten start to the season, I suppose. Would that be a positive from your point of view? Yeah, it really is. Um, and especially the way we've come from behind in both games. You know, for us moving forward, we need to keep clean sheets. That's the key. And that's what we'll be looking to do going forward now. 
We're only 700 here tonight, but the crowds have been brilliant so far elsewhere this season. That's really encouraging, isn't it? It's brilliant to see it across the league, yeah. Loads of ground sold out. The, the game's definitely grown here. Um, we're just hoping that we get more funding into improve the facilities. That's always been the, the issue for me even when I played in the league. The product was always there. You, you saw when we played in European games in, in proper stadiums. Um, we looked apart, but sometimes the gantries here and, and where the cameras are positioned and you know they might be looking at the, the wrong stand and the optics and it never looks good but it's great to see that we're selling places out now and, and hopefully that'll generate more interest and we get more funding and we can grow the league John Russell on getting more money for facilities and grounds in the League of Ireland four points from the two games we've got Drogheda live next Friday night from a quarter to eight here on Ocean FM. Before we finish briefly, Donal, the Women's League of Ireland begins next Saturday at the showgrounds. You'll be on commentary duty from five for Ocean FM. Uh, another Rovers derby. Shamrock Rovers coming to town. Yeah, and make no mistake about it, Austin, that's going to be a big one. Shamrock Rovers will be looking to get off to winning ways in their first ever season in the Women's League of Ireland, in the Women's National Premier Division, as it's called now. Um they've assembled this what a squad they've put together they, they've cherry picked the best team from around the league um, they, they plan to win it oh they do they're not They're not coming up to make up the numbers um, no doubt it'll be an entertaining game like I said when you see the kind of talent the Shams will have on show but um, I feel that Steve Feeney's recruited well in the off season he's retained the bulk of the squad that he had last year that did so well to finish 8th in the league I mean a lot of people it's like Rovers written off everywhere you looked nobody was giving them a hope um, they got some big results last year no doubt they can do that again I'm sure they'll be hoping to go maybe a little bit further in the cup this year as well um, but yeah like I said they've recruited well Casey Howe looks like an absolute like a, a proper prospect um, herself and Emma Doherty were linking up very well in pre-season for a couple of goals they've added Seren Ward as well from Wexford under 19 player of the year for Wexford last year she's in the ATU in Sligo so she's joined for this season as well so yeah looking forward to the Women's National League kicking off on Saturday and Shamrock Rovers visit to Sligo Rovers next Saturday live on Ocean FM from 5pm. We'll look ahead to the Women's League of Ireland season in more detail on the final whistle this coming Thursday night. Let's finish with the academy results. The FAI Underage National Leagues began this weekend. Three Sligo Rovers teams were in action. The boys under 17 league, Longford Town 2, Sligo Rovers 1. The boys under 14 league, Longford Town 0, Sligo Rovers 4. And in the under 15 league, a win for Rovers away to Derry. Derry City 1. Sligo Rovers 3.